3: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, live from the Tyrac.com studios. We we'll you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping. Free road hazard protection over 10,000 recommended installers, tireack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Oh, we got ourselves a football game tonight, kids. Right? As much Drek as there has been, uh, Drek, by the way, is Yiddish for fecal matter, just so you know. As much Drek as there has been um, so far on Thursday Night Football, this one's a good All right? This one's a good one. You got the Bengals. Who, of course, have been to a Super Bowl as uh, latest, what, two years ago, and the Bengals, of course, just lost one a, a near comeback against the Texans, but previous to that had won four in a row. Got off to a slow start, lost to the Ravens by three, second game of the year. But both teams have evolved. Both teams feel like are different. Lamar looks way more comfortable in his offense, and Joe Burrow is healthy. But Lamar turned the ball over in the Ravens' last game. And the Bengals were down 10, came back, tied it, and then gave up a field goal. C.J. Stroud led uh, the Texans uh, on a come-from-behind win. Uh, Tonight in Baltimore, the Ravens are 3.5-point favorites. And this is a game which, I don't want to say it decides the division, but it's going to go a good long way. If you sweep... The Bengals in your division. Uh, you're not just going to be two games clear of them in the loss column, but you have the, the tiebreak, which, of course, helps you once you get to the playoffs. Look at the Bengals and what's in front of them. You know, division games, both the next two weeks. Steelers at home, although they have the extra couple days for prepare. pair. Then they go to the Jaguars. Colts at home, Vikings at home, at Steelers, at Chiefs, Browns. So not a crazy schedule for the Bengals, especially considering the Browns have, you know, lost, uh, lost to Sean Watson for the year. The uh, Vikings have Josh Dobbs. And as much as we love Josh Dobbs right now, anyone would say you'd, if you're a Vikings fan, you'd rather have Kirk Cousins. The Steelers don't feel like they have the offense to beat you, especially on the road, and the Jaguars showed they can be beaten badly at home. Like, this is a schedule that the the Bengals can make a little run here, make a little noise, and win the division. Whereas the Ravens, they go to the Chargers next week. Again, they got extra time, and the Chargers have been fallible at home, but still a talented team. Rams at home, at Jaguars, at Niners, Dolphins, Steelers. So I feel like a little bit more difficult, of course, for the Ravens. There, there is something about this division that is special and is unique for whatever reason it does it feels it feels different doesn't it feels different to anybody else feels like a little bit more physical of a division than other divisions. I know all the teams have above 500 records part of that is who they've crossed over against right that that's helped this division is a little bit like the NFC East last year where it's had a little bit of a soft schedule in comparison to other divisions in in football but when the Bengals are in fourth place of a 14 division and they got Joe Burrow and he's been playing well granted they've had a bevy of injuries to T Hilton and to um um and to Ja'Mar Chase still you got to feel like Uh, This is a game that it doesn't hand the division to the Ravens if they win, but it makes it really hard to see the Bengals win the division. And with so many teams in the AFC clumped in the middle, the last thing the Bengals want to do is put themselves in danger, put themselves in danger of falling out of uh, the playoffs. This is a game where you get your neck lined up. This is a game where you have put cologne on. Right? You can't be one of those cologne every night guys, cologne every day guys, because then it kind of becomes part of your skin. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's how you like to roll. But then what signifies a special date if you always smell like the same cologne? We do know, like, that's man 101. You got to get your neck cleaned up before you're on national TV. You got to get your neck cleaned up before you go out on a date. You got to put on cologne. You got to make sure you're... Like you don't have to have everything pressed and ironed, but it can't be wrinkly tonight. This is a different level of football game. Different level of football game. And we see it in the NBA some. And you're like, well, all NBA games are boring. Not those big ones. Like, actually in the NBA is going tonight. Oklahoma City trying to trying to be you know put themselves at the top of the West or in that discussion. They take on the Warriors. But it's obviously overshadowed by this game. And what becomes what becomes a narrative starts tonight. If Lamar Jackson, in this new offense, tears up the Bengals, throwing the football, it becomes Lamar Jackson can win a second MVP. Lamar Jackson can win a Super Bowl. If he doesn't, it's same old Lamar Jackson. Great regular season player. Great talent. I mean, like, I'll tell you, I'm much more moved into the he can win a Super Bowl based upon most of the performances uh, the last five weeks. But last week, it actually was even when they had a lead, he missed some he missed some dagger throws and then wasn't nearly as good in the second half. But look, it's a it's a bad week. It's a bad finish to a game. Burroughs had his had his flubs this season as well. And we'll and we'll see. But this is a game where, even though it's just one of 17, even though it's a rematch of a three-point game, even though it's a divisional game, so every having played them previously, having studied them, you're going to know everything the other team does, whether you had Jim Harbaugh's, you know, hunchman or not, stealing signs, you're going to know everything that they do. It's just a question of who can make plays, who can who can limit mistakes and i would mark my words if lamar jackson tears it up tonight my guess is he'll have a he'll be the odds on favorite to win the mvp when you wake up tomorrow morning and that will carry him that will carry him and if he plays poorly you'll hear the lamar jackson can't win in the playoffs because this is a playoff type of game baltimore's a great atmosphere that defense is filthy they change coordinators they lose guys I don't know how they do it, but they're that's just an incredible defensive culture. So fired up for Thursday night football. Um, I want to change topics, or I don't know, change topics. I, I want to go somewhere upcoming next that's a little bit different than what we usually do. Right, a little bit different. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. This show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount. Okay? Or you can combine your uh, motorcycle, boat, RV, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save progressive.com. Um, I, I want to get to a topic which is interesting. By the way, Lamar Jackson's career record against the Bengals is 7-1 and one as a starter. In the Harbaugh era, the Ravens have a league-best 19-3 mark at home in primetime games, 7-0 on Thursday nights. Over the last 10 years, the Bengals have ranked dead last in percentage of road wins in primetime, 0-14. If Cincinnati loses this game, they're 0-3 in the AFC North, 5-5 overall. This is a—like, I still think they'll probably sneak in and make the playoffs— But, man, does it become a lot harder if they lose this one. And every stat will tell you they should lose this one.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
3: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat a slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two-liter. If you have, then you're going to love pick six
0: And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action.
1: That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today.
3: It's the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Ah, uh, the incomparable Flea on the baseline. One of my daughter. The great Grace Gottlieb, noted bassist from Southern California, one of her favorites. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Our guy, Josh Lucas, will join us in a second. Dan Byer, how are you? Good, Doug. How are you? And just so you know, like, sometimes you're like, well, I didn't hear Dan that way. Dan has, he's like a one arm paper hanger, dude. He's got a bunch of jobs he's doing. Um, We'll hear from him in like five minutes with an update. But Dan, I don't know if you heard this sound, but. Uh, was she on Pardon My Take? Is that what Carissa Thompson was on? I think she was on Pardon My Take. And so Carissa Thompson, who's a host now for Amazon, and full disclosure, I think CT, CT's a friend, um, and she started Big Ten Network, right? And then from Big Ten Network, I think she went to Fox, and then to, she was at ESPN, and then back to Fox, and she was a host and did Sideline, and now she does Amazon Thursday night. So she told Big Cat this about being a sideline reporter.
4: And I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late. And I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because Mm -hmm. first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop. Uh, hurting ourselves, we needed to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Press over. Pressure the quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly, and <laughs> and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report.
3: Yeah. So she'd say, like, I'd made it up. Now she'd said sometimes, like you. So so here's the way it works. And the only person who's hosting a national radio show who knows this is this guy right here. And I, now I know it only from one time, but I got to do sideline for Fox. In the NFL, it was Dolphins when Adam Gase was the coach. Uh, Tannehill got hurt when we were at practice, by the way, or he got, got hurt, and Brock Osweiler replaced him. They beat the at the time I think undefeated Bears. And by the way, that's I met Josh Lucas, who's going to join us upcoming that same weekend because he was director of player personnel for the Bears. But what here? Here's the way it works: one team, um, I think it's the team that's. Winning, you you walk off with and talk to the coach and then the team that's losing or maybe it's the home team. I forget that. So what you're supposed to do is when the buzzer sounds at the end of the first half, you got to beeline it or be on one side sideline and be with the PR guy and the head coach. And you get like from the time that they walk from the sideline to the time that they walk into their locker room. That's the only time you get you can. They're supposed to talk to you. And then when they come out of the locker room, it's a different locker room and you got to walk out with them. My this actually happened to me. Yeah, okay, happened to me. I Adam Gase was gonna be waiting for me. The PR guy from the Dolphins was waiting. I was in the stands because that was the site of the Super Bowl that year. And Miami had done a really cool job where they made these like uh big chairs where they had TVs and everything. And so I was doing um what's called a hit, right? They came to me with like, I don't know, two minutes left in the first half. And it was supposed to be like four minutes left in the first half and there was no stopped action for them. And they're like, just stay there, just stay there, just stay there. Finally, I did my little spiel of what's coming up at the half. And hey, these these are the seats that people can sit in for the Super Bowl, which the league had asked me to do. And then all of a sudden, like, I, I got to come out of the stands. You got a security guy and the Dolphins are on the other sideline. So the they strike zero on the clock and I go sprinting and the Dolphins PR guy, because Gase was, I don't know if he was mad. He was already mad at me about something else. And they, I barely got any time. They're like, look, dude, you're supposed to be here right when, the, when it's double zeros. And now coach is in the locker room. Thankfully, he actually came out, gave me a couple of things, and then I went over to the Bears locker room. So it does happen. What's your reaction, Dan Byer? To what Carissa Thompson what Carissa said, said, or your experience? Just like, well, you just you make it up because you like. I yeah I I
5: don't have as much of a problem as I I feel people do on social media. I feel there are a lot of people who are saying, "My goodness, how can we even trust anything that she says?" It wasn't that she was making up lies or putting words in coaches, you know, in the coach's mouth. I also feel that we're, in a way we are. I, I don't put a lot of stock in these reports. Um, sometimes they give us good bites. I, I'm not saying that I don't have a problem with Carissa Thompson is, but I feel that the outrage over it is silly.
3: I, I here here's here's this is the real thing. Okay, I value sideline reporters because if you have a good one, or if something goes wrong, okay, something it's like insurance. You, know, you don't want to be without a sideline reporter for when somebody gets hurt. Like you're sitting over there, you're in your booth, and did the kid get hurt? Is he not hurt? Is he coming back in? Like, what's the real story? Like, you can't get up out of your chair. You can during a timeout in basketball and football. You can't. You're up in the you're up in the the 300 level. The really good ones, and I think Erin Andrews might be the best at it. She's been doing it so long, everybody knows her, and she just got a cool. And Krista Thompson's actually was really good when she did it. Um. But I think the mistake that we make is you, you don't always have to. It's like program. You don't always have to go to them for a halftime report. Like if you don't where I would back up CT is I understand why she can just go coach. Because your questions can be like, what do you think of the first half? What are you trying to do the second half? Thanks, coach. Like anybody can be average. The exemplary ones. Are different now, there's two different parts to it. It's like two different jobs because the first job is you got to be the reporter and you got to have stories and you got to be able to re- listen to the booth have a story for them that they can back up it all has to make sense you got to be concise with it you also have to be able to ask questions off air and get the right answers and be willing to if somebody's hurt figure out who can I ask that's going to give me the real stuff and the last and most important thing is it's a different job after the game cuz now you have to interview somebody and you get like two questions after the game uh, Molly McGrath, who's a sideline reporter, she used to be at Fox. Now she's at ESPN. What she what she tweet?
6: She tweets this out, and I think I think that the second layer of this entire topic is that women looked at what Carissa said here, and now they're like, "Oh, good." Another reason for men to distrust, you know, women on the sidelines or or think poorly of women on the sidelines. That's the that's the sense that I get on Twitter, and Molly McGrath kind of. Uh, wraps that up she says young reporters this is not normal or ethical coaches and players trust us with sensitive information and if they know that you're dishonest and don't take your role seriously you've lost all trust and credibility
3: I I, I actually I understand where Molly's coming from like all you want to be is do, d- do is be taken seriously and Chris is like hey sometimes I just made it up um, I get it. I, I I get where Molly's coming from. I, I think part of it is Carissa has always been confident. She's been doing a lot. There is a lot of trust. The, the mistake is, a lot of times the mistake is, like, we don't have to go down to a silent reporter. Hey, I, I missed my window. Like, all right. You know, find some, I'll give you, you know, five more minutes. I'll come to you early in the second half. Find somebody interesting to talk to. I think the, the thing about live TV is things go wrong. They just do. Things go wrong all the time. For example, I was up waiting in those seats in Miami, and then I like, I knew I had to get across the field to talk to Adam Gase, who already didn't want to talk to me, and I end up getting there late. We'll, we'll talk about this some more, but I I it's a really cool, fun topic, and... Because we, everyone has an opinion on sideline reporters. Literally everyone. But, um, you know, I was just at that Champions Classic, Holly Rose there. Holly's awesome. Incredible worker. But I, I think Carissa and Aaron Andrews and Molly, they're all different. They're all, they do a good job. I think they bring a ton of value. I do think that you could say this diminishes some of the value because you're sitting there going like, is, is that really? Now we think it's like the, it's like the Tim Donaghy deal. Right. It makes you think that every ref might have a little bit of money on the game. It's like the steroids in baseball. When you see big numbers from a guy that hadn't had big numbers, you think they must be using steroids. Now anytime you hear, Hey, we gotta get better on third down, you're automatically thinking, Did they make that up? Stugotlib Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having just a spectacular day. Good to catch up with my boy Josh Lucas, who's a former uh director of player personnel with the Chicago Bears. Bears. Um Josh, thanks so much for taking time. Um it, it, there's, there's, a, God, there's just like a litany of things I want to get to with you. Uh, first, I I know you watched the Jacksonville-San Francisco tape. Yeah. So, so okay, so just to the layman, and this is I'm the layperson, right? I'm like, man, when San Francisco has Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, they're a different club. It's a completely different club. But then you're you're sitting there going like, okay, Jacksonville's at home, lay a complete egg. Tell me what the tape shows to guys at a higher level of football IQ than than me and the average Joe's. Well,
7: I don't I don't disagree. I it's a great question. I don't disagree with with them being healthy, especially with we've talked about this before, when they get a lead, how hard they are um uh to stop offensively. But but when I turned on this tape I anticipated based on just the box score the amount of explosives that Jacksonville gave up um, and the final score like it was going to be hot knife through butter and the path of least resistance San Francisco dominating the game I didn't see that I saw Jacksonville defense that actually put up a hell of a fight for three quarters that could have kept him in the game um if Jacksonville would have been able to match points. They got after Purdy. They they made San Francisco earn those points and those first downs and and it was a physical contest and I was actually surprised. I thought Jacksonville defense would look more leaky, uh wouldn't apply as much pressure to Purdy, but that wasn't the case. I thought where the game was lost for Jacksonville was their inability to match points. Um I thought Trevor Lawrence um did not play well. I didn't see a confident quarterback. I thought he was sped up, a little spooked by the pressure. Don't get me wrong. San Francisco personnel on defense, with the addition of Chase Young, is scary. But Jacksonville's O line held up well enough where Trevor could have made some plays, and he just didn't make them. And they they did make him one dimensional. They took him out of the run game. Um, there was a play, Doug. It was ten to zero. San Francisco up with five minutes left in the second quarter. Jacksonville had the ball in the 19-yard line, third and four. Clearly press man coverage. At this point in Trevor Lawrence's career, you need to see better decision-making on this play. He was protected well. He chose to throw a fade ball into the end zone to Christian Kirk, who's a good player, but he's a small radius player. He's not a long player against San Francisco's best cover corner, who's a long player in Traverius Ward, who was able to break it up. Up top, he had Calvin Ridley singled up against Ambry Thomas, a backup corner from San Francisco. Calvin won cleanly off the line of scrimmage. That's the kind of progression you need to see from a high-level quarterback. Situational football, knowing where your matchups are. I was not impressed with Trevor Lawrence in this game, and I thought I thought the offensive side of the ball from Jacksonville was what prevented them from staying in this game. It's
3: Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. That, that's the voice of Josh Lucas. Uh, what does he know? He's just been director of player personality, a longtime scout uh, who moved worked his way up, but his last, last big job in the NFL was with the Chicago Bears. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb show on Fox Sports. Radio. All right, let's kind of peruse around the league. Um, do the Browns have good enough personnel, even though they don't have um, Deshaun Watson, at quarterback, to still make the playoffs?
7: To make the playoffs, yes. They have the head start, obviously, with the 6-3 and three record. What this team is doing is incredible because everyone talks about the quarterback who's only played And really, he's only played in five games. He started six games, but we all know what happened in the Indy game, and he came out early. They're missing Nick Chubb since week two, one of the best running backs in the league. They're missing their right tackle, Jack Conklin, who's out for the year, got hurt in opening week. They're currently missing their starting left tackle, Jedrick Wills. They played Baltimore in Baltimore with, with their fourth and fifth offensive tackles cuz cuz Jones was was out of the game. Um their rookie uh, right tackle from Ohio State. They played with Jaron Christian. Like they have a lot of depth. It's really impressive. Obviously the the catalyst, the engine is the defense which is is just loaded personnel-wise. It matches what they want to do from a from a scheme standpoint with Jim Schwartz. They got the best defensive player in the league. They got personnel on all three levels on defense to continue to be the best defense in the league. It'll come down to whichever quarterback's playing, whether it's the rookie or whether it's PJ Walker, just simply not turning the ball over. Um, and I think they can they can they can win enough games to get into the playoffs. You know, post. You know, getting into the getting into the competition are they can they can they really make a run at a Super Bowl with those two quarterbacks? I, I'm I'm skeptical of that, but I do think they are talented enough to make the playoffs. All right,
3: last time the Bengals took on the Ravens, okay? um Joe Burrow wasn't healthy, and it was a three point loss. And Lamar Jackson was in a new offense, and it was felt sort of clunky at the time. Now, the offense was good for a couple weeks last week. I'll, I'll just tell you again what the layman me saw last week was everybody's going to point to the second half and some turnovers and they had the lead and they gave it away. But I actually thought the first half, he missed a couple of explosives and he throws a pretty good ball down the field, but he missed on a couple, which could have been absolute daggers and allowed the Browns to hang around. They came back and Deshaun played well and, and they lost. Um, what would the film show the first time around of Lamar? Because I think tonight is... It's everyone's going to create a narrative about Lamar after tonight. If he plays great, he's the MVP. If he doesn't, it's the same old Lamar. They're limited in the playoffs. What'd you see on film?
7: I expect him to play better tonight than he did this past Sunday. I completely agree with you. The second to last possession of the, of the first half, he had a third and seven shot play, you know, a nickel pressure. He read it. They had the one-on-one matchup flowers versus versus Cleveland safety just, just missed it. Wide open layup touchdown, and then they convert. They end up converting, and he has another third down play on a double move. He doesn't throw it. Yep. Tries to get a sack. Tries to to, to escape. Gets sacked. Field goal block. No points. That was a huge point in the game. And then in the fourth quarter, you know the pick six you're not going to kill the quarterback because it was a second and eight. He's checking the ball down to the fullback and, and, and the defensive end tips it up in the air. But they do get the ball back. They convert on the first, third, and seven. On the second, third, and nine, the second, third down, it was third and nine, he takes a delay a game. So in critical moments, they paid Lamar – to be special in those moments and a half situations. He wasn't. You still think you win if you get to 30 points against Cleveland. Uh, they obviously, they, 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 had a little help because one of those was the defensive score. Um, Lamar was okay in that game. Nothing that, that, that alarms me. Doesn't think he's going to respond because he, I do think he's playing at a high level. I expect him to play better tonight because Cincinnati's defense isn't the same monster as Cleveland's.
3: Awesome stuff. So good. Um, Okay, help me out. Help me out. This is a, this is a real question to me. How how are the It's not that the Chargers are giving up points, but they had gave up eight plays of 20 or more yards. How does that happen?
7: Don't put enough pressure on Jared Goff early. I was really surprised, you know, how comfortable Jared Goff got in that game based on having watched a lot of Detroit tape lately. Um, even the Raiders were able to to really knock him off his rhythm. He's a pure rhythm and timing quarterback. Um, they didn't get to him enough early. He got comfortable. Detroit's good. They have good personnel. Um and and the bottom line is when, when he gets hot and he gets going, um he he is Doug, he is anticipating as well as any quarterback in the league right now, he is—he's made some unbelievable throws. Um, the key, you know, obviously for 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 any defense, and obviously we're talking about the Chargers, um, is to generate pressure up front. And when with the personnel they have, you would think they could do it, but they didn't do it very well, and, and they got exploited in the back end uh, against Detroit.
3: Still Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Josh Lucas, who, of course, is a former director of player personnel with the Chicago Bears. Um, Ken Dorsey takes the fall in Buffalo. But based upon the study of that offense, what concerns you the most?
7: Obviously, the the turnovers is what everyone's talking about. What concerns me most about Buffalo, I'm going to go a little bit off topic here, is they're not the top. They're not the best defense in the league, or one of the top three defenses in the league. So they don't have that that room, that margin for error. To escape, it's not like Josh Allen has never turned the ball over before. This isn't a new thing. Um, they were always, you know, perennially the last three or four years, one of the top five defenses in the league. They're more middle of the pack, mostly due to injury. you got to remember, they had Tremaine Edmonds and Milano last year. They couldn't pay both. Now Milano's gone because of IR. So you have both of them missing. You're missing the best corner. Daquan Jones on IR. So that scares me the most about this team is they don't have a top-five defense right now. Offensively, I do think a, a shake-up, a change in philosophy will help. It's, I, feel, I, I said this to somebody on, on, uh, uh, on Monday night. I feel like every time they're on offense, they're down by 30 points. It's like they're pressing, and there's no rhythm, there's no rhyme to it. It's just a quarterback that's just gets stressed out too much um, every Sunday, and I think a change-up of you know a more run centric, more breather place for the quarterback will help him not only eliminate the turnovers, um, but but lead to more productive offense. And because they're going to need to be better on offense, because they don't have the defense they've had the past three or four years because of these injuries.
3: Awesome stuff, Josh. Josh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, You do incredible work, and we love getting your perspective. Thanks for being our guest. Thanks, Doug. That's my guy, Josh Lucas, former director of player personnel with the Chicago Bears. Uh, Yeah.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show, weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon
0: Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
8: Those are the most obvious. But let's say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings to hear more. Listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's dot com, or download the app today.
3: Game Time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. We're going Sinatra. Leaving on the jet plane. Oh. For the theme. Raw, raw. Like the A's. Raw, raw. I go, I go, I understand. I just, I'm pre- kind of preparing myself because do we still have the edict that we have to do holiday songs after Thanksgiving? Yeah, it's without coming. all the bumper it's, music? Yeah, it's coming.
9: It's coming. Yep.
3: Okay, I'm just mentally preparing myself. I've done a good job of not, I, I actually don't have a super big complaint about it. Um, not, it's not my pay grade. Somebody else wants to make that decision. I got it. I don't think anybody's turning off my show or turning on my show. Cause of the bumper music, my man,
6: I make the decisions.
3: Yeah, I don't mind. Don my man, was, there's a,
6: there's a, there's a station out here. 103.5. They start playing Christmas music in August and hold up. You should see how this station rates my man. Uh, I, at the I, end of the day,
3: uh, fake Don Martin. Don Martin's our, our big boss. That's, that's a pretty darn good impression. Pretty darn good impression. Uh, Let's get to the game. Game time! This is game time.
9: It's
5: game time.
4: On the Doug Gottlieb Show.
3: Game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What do you got, Dan Byer? Doug, the game today is...
6: (sighs) I feel a draft.
5: All right. On the heels of the A's move from Oakland to Las Vegas. We draft the worst relocation stories in sports. The worst relocation stories in sports. Doug, you have the first pick, then it's Chris, then myself, then Jason, and we will snake it back in reverse order. Mm. By the way, this can go a lot of different ways. It may not just be tied to team moves to this city could be a lot of different a lot of different places to
3: go worst relocation story uh, can, can you can you give me the I, I mean I understand that you're leaving it open so you can make the reason the logic behind it why it's the re- worst relocation story but um, I, I know I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Charlotte Hornets relocating to New Orleans to become the Pelicans All right, and I'll tell you why okay but what I'm going to say is going to be offensive to people in New Orleans only, okay? And it's going to be a reality to everybody else in the NBA. I mean, Katrina was was terrible; it was awful, and they lost their team for two years. Okay? But the absolute truth is, it's not a market that really can support an NBA team. It's just not. Market size wise, it hasn't ever really recovered from Katrina. They don't fill it. They don't have the corporate sponsors. Like it's one of those you moved out of Charlotte, you had an arena problem. Okay, you moved out of Charlotte to get into a worse market. Like I, I don't I don't understand. Like that one, that's that to me, is the, it's not like you went to Nashville, which is a growing market, which somebody's going to go to, and it blew up. Or the A's going to Las Vegas, which is just a, a burgeoning market. The Raiders moving is a great move, okay? And I know you guys are probably going to say Chargers, that's the number one one, whatever, but I disagree, and I'll tell you why when somebody says it. But I, I think the Pelicans won. You went from a bad market, that's a NASCAR college sports market, to one which is a a uh, college football market and a saints market and not big enough and it's been through a lot
5: All right, Chris, you're up at number two
9: all right I'm gonna leave the some red meat on the bone here, but when I grew up and I remember you know I, I grew up in Sleto, Ohio, and the Cleveland Browns leaving to go to Baltimore was seismic absolutely seismic it it was it was a huge deal at the time and the fact that you went from a team that went to Baltimore and immediately then was winning Super Bowls to the modern incarnation of the Cleveland Browns which just kept drafting quarterbacks would fail and fail and fail that's got to be the worst relocation for me because it just has completely decimated Cleveland's whole prestige as an NFL franchise.
5: All right, I'm going to go at number three just for time constraints. I won't dwell on that. Uh, You know me in uniforms, and I'm not a huge hockey fan, but when the Hartford Whalers moved to Carolina... We didn't see that uniform anymore. Now we're yeah. going to see it for
3: like a game well, season. Bring back season. the whale.
5: You've got to bring back yeah. the whale. So let's say the Hartford Whalers moving to Carolina just
3: because of the uniforms. Yeah. That's going to be my pick at number three. By the way, why did Hartford, why did they move? Same reason they all move. Arena. Mm-hmm. And 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 Raleigh is like a sneaky, awesome yeah. hockey market. Yeah, it is. They, they did the outdoor game there last year and, and sold out NC State Stadium. That whole area is blowing up. Yes. Yes, sure. yes.
6: Jay Stu? Uh, Seattle to Oklahoma City, NBA. Um, the C- the Sonics were the one team in the market that ever won a championship. The Sonics were filling that that arena up to the last night that they were there. Just a sad story, and they never got their NBA franchise back. And to rub salt in the wound, Durant and Harden and Westbrook were leading the Thunder to the final. It was just disgusting.
5: All right. Then you got another pick here.
6: Oh, thank you. Uh, Oilers. Right. Oilers to, uh, to Memphis. And Memphis hated the Oilers because they have a territorial issue with Nashville, who was getting the team in a couple years. <laughs>
5: that's, actually, that's actually pretty good. Um, I'm going to go Phoenix Cardinals, uh, or St. Louis to Phoenix, and yeah. then the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. I like the St. Louis Cardinals. Back when they used to play Cardinals.
3: in the Sun, Sun Devil stadium, yep. it was so hot.
5: I, yep. I like how the Cardinals had the same team name for football and baseball.
3: My dad was a
9: St. Louis Cardinals fan. He gave up the NFL after they relocated. Um I'm going to take uh the Baltimore Colts. Again, uh, keeping Baltimore involved with this because the owner was drunk and lying about helicopter trips he took to Arizona to like that 30 for 30 documentary is amazing. Doug final
3: pick. Final pick is did you know the New England Patriots for about three to six months were going to be the Connecticut Patriots? Okay, hey, the real thing. Hartford, that's why they built that stadium that UConn plays in. That was going to be an NFL stadium. And then they used it simply as a leverage play to get Gillette built. Otherwise, the Patriots would be playing outside of in East Hartford right now. And that's game time. Stuck Doug show here on Fox Sports Radio. Anthony Davis stunk last night. Can we speculate? Hell yeah. That's next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio.
2: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be president Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 Gambler. From
9: BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny, USA.
5: He says, somebody's in the house. And I
9: screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
1: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming!